Hey everybody, it's My Fishing Cape Cod podcast host Kevin Collins. And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. What you're about to listen to is a sample of our fishing report formatted podcast, first published on Friday, September 15th. In this piece of the podcast, I sit down with AJ Coots of Red Top Sporting Goods in beautiful Buzzards Bay, Massachusetts. AJ and I will discuss the red-hot fishing down at the Cape Cod Canal, which includes a plethora of different species, including striped bass, bluefish, and false albacore. We'll also talk about the giant tuna fishery, which is reopened, fluke into tog in Buzzards Bay, and much more. If you like what you hear in this portion of the podcast, feel free to head on over to MyFishingCapeCod.com. If you're a member, you can use your username and password to access the podcast in its entirety, If you're not yet a member, I encourage you to head on over to MyFishingCapeCod.com. Consider giving a one-month membership a try. If you don't like what you hear and see, you can feel free to cancel after your month without any hassle or obligations. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Red Top Sporting Goods' AJ Coots. Well, up next on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good friend AJ Coots from down at the beautiful Red Top Sporting Goods in Buzzards Bay. AJ, how are you this week? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing well, AJ. Hanging in over here. The first thing I wanted to ask you about, you know, to give me a taste of home, is the Cape Cod Canal, something I long to see. How's that been fishing ahead of this big blow we're supposed to get this weekend? Yes, so the canal for almost a couple weeks now, almost since the last time we talked, has been pretty steady. Uh, There's plenty of uh, slot size fish around. There's plenty of above slot size fish around up to probably close to the 40 inch range. Um, guys are guys are getting those early morning on top water, uh, evenings on top water. They're they're jigging during the day. Even some guys getting them on on chunks. So it's kind of like the the late summer run, early start of the uh, the fall run, if you will. And um, on top of all the bass that we have around, we also have bluefish around big bluefish so they've uh they've definitely been putting a hurting on the guys jigging the soft plastics and stuff but uh nonetheless they're still picking up plenty of bluefish and then uh lastly we finally have albies in the canal as some people like to call them canalbies so uh it's always it's always fun to have canalbies around um you know they they pose an interesting fishery and being able to catch them in the canal is is no easy feat but it's you know pretty cool that we're able to do it yeah, you, you you not only mention it's a challenge, but it's also really cool from the perspective that you don't need a boat or to be out in a kayak. You can target these fish from shore, which is just a really cool opportunity. Exactly. You know, in some of the some of the more heavily fished areas like Woods Hole and, and Falmouth and the Elizabeth Islands, guys who are doing that out on the boat in the kayaks, those fish tend to be a little more pressured in those areas, whereas you get them up. Up into Buzzards Bay, you know, the the north part of Buzzards Bay into the canal. And what we actually tend to see is that the fish are a lot less finicky in the canal. Uh, For example, one of my customers got two this morning on a topwater pencil popper that he was throwing Mm. for striped bass, which which an albie realistically has no business hitting. Yesterday, I saw a picture from one of my customers. He had had a five-ounce savage hanging out of an albie's mouth that he caught in the canal. So, I mean, it just goes to show you, like if you threw those baits out, <laughs> out in those normal spots that the guys are fishing for albies, 
uh, I mean, you get you get laughed out of there. But in the canal, because they're less pressured, you know, it's almost like they they tend to feed harder and and more aggressively. So it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, we like the non-discriminatory feeding albies, and what a cool byproduct, you know. You're you're dragging something along the surface looking for a striper, and to get an albie, that's kind of a treat. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the trifecta of the canal, you know that, and you know you hit the grand slam if you get like a tog or something in the same day. And speaking of tog in Buzzards Bay, has the water cooled down at all yet? Are guys trying for tog uh, maybe out in Buzzards Bay yet? So oddly enough, the surface temperatures in the marinas are still like bath water. I mean, low to mid 80s in in some of the surface temps in the marinas. But as you get out into the deeper water and the the, the higher moving areas of, of Buzzards Bay, um, there is there is tog starting to pick up. Guys are pretty much exclusively getting them on either high-low rigs with a green crab or, or jigs with a green crab. But, you know, they're, they're doing okay out there. And uh, there's still guys out there fluke fishing that are doing okay now that now that CBS is closed. Well, that's good to hear this fluke and tog at least as an option in Buzzards Bay because for the last month to maybe almost two months that we've spoken, Buzzards Bay has been pretty quiet, just too warm really for anything. So, I'm encouraged yeah. to hear this, and as the fall run goes, right, we're start we're going to start to get an influx of stripers moving through that area. Exactly, you know, and just to touch on on you know, what we spoke about with the albies being in the canal, albies are also in Buzzards Bay. So now that the water is kind of probably well beyond its highest point and it's starting to drop, uh, we will see that influx of stripers and bluefish making their way south. And, um, you know, the albies are around, so you can fish for those. And then bottom fishing starts to pick up this time of year, too. So really starts to happen again after the after the peak warmth of the summer. Now, we also have a tuna fishery, AJ, that I believe is active again that, that just opened up. How's that been going? Yes, yeah, so there was a commercial bluefin tuna tournament on Sunday. Um, it was hosted. You could only catch bluefin tuna of commercial size, and you could only catch them in Cape Cod Bay. And I don't know what it was, but the conditions were decent and fishing was pretty difficult. The next day, Monday, <laughs> Monday, it went off. You know, one of my uh, my pro staffer, Matt Marr of Fishy Business Sport Fishing, had a solo 104-inch fish because one mm-hmm. of his charters, one of his charters canceled. So he just went out and sold a 104-incher, so just goes to show you what a, what a day can do you know on turning that fish on and are these guys using the plethora bluefish as bait you know large baits for these giants or the, what are they using for for bait of choice i know the giant fishery tends to be a live bait one yeah so it's definitely a live bait um you can nail it down to three baits you're either going to be using a live mackerel a live pogey or a live bluefish um, pogies adult sized pogies have been working very well out in the bay um, the macro has been pretty good as well, but if you could hook a, not a giant bluefish, but a, a, a large snapper sized bluefish and you throw him out on a kite, uh, I mean, that's, that's a great way to get yourself a thousand pounder out there right now. Yeah. I would have to think, what would you say for the size on the bluefish, but a kite or a balloon or something like that with a, you know, a medium sized bluefish is going to be a great appetizing uh, bite for a you know 600 to 1000 pound fish and you know the bigger the bait sometimes the bigger the fish right yeah i mean no doubt i mean a 1000 pound tuna would look at most bluefish as a scooby snack so 
you know, getting getting the bait. I mean, you don't want it to be too big, you know, because then you have to worry about how to hook them and and him screwing with your kite and stuff like that. But uh, you know, average, you know, snapper anywhere to an average sized bluefish makes a a great tuna bait off a kite. Well, that's good to hear that the the giant fishery is doing well inside the bay. I know we've got this weather moving in, AJ. I'm I'm thinking about everybody back home. I know we're going to get some good wind and and some good swell coming up. Uh, hopefully that doesn't do a whole lot to the fishery, but it's going to blow a lot, I think, from the north and northeast as we head into the weekend. So hopefully it just doesn't kill everything. That would be my concern, you know? Yeah, it looks like the storm is going to be pretty far east of us, and we'll just have some residual rain and wind. Given that the storm is looking like it's going to stay offshore and probably hit to the north of us, um, the the fishery shouldn't just like completely end. What we'll see is we'll see the water get stirred up. It'll take a couple of days of, of the tide cycling and out to, uh, you know, clean up that water. And then uh, could be kind of the, the start or maybe even the peak of the fall run. And then right up until the storm, when that pressure's dropping and those fish, the fish can sense that and they're going to start feeding like crazy. And then once that storm's here, they're going to, they're going to hunker down and, and be nestled in for a little while. So. It'll be interesting to see how, how good the fishing gets be, right before the storm hits. Yeah, you feel like Thursday night into Friday, potentially, you know, Friday night till it gets dangerous toward midnight Friday night, I think is when it's really supposed to kick up. You got to think Friday and Friday evening, especially early evening, it's going to be an optimal time, right, to get down to the canal and and potentially have a great night. Yeah, I mean, I, I would certainly predict that. Like I said, those those fish sense that, that pressure's dropping, that storm front's coming in. So, I mean, they know that they're going to have to feed and that they're probably going to be hunkered down for a bit. So, so it really is a great time to fish as long as you don't mind, you know, braving the weather a little bit. Last thing, AJ, what's been going on at the shop since I've been away? Anything new, it's special, or exciting you want to tell folks about? We did just bring in Island X lures. Um, it's not necessarily a, a new lure to the market, but it is new to us. Uh, he's got He's got a range of lures from from Albie, Stripers, um, even Bluefin for that matter. So, you know, nice to have a – I think he's a local kid from one of the islands. And, uh, you know, so it's nice to have a little bit more variety from some of the local guys. And uh, we're actually in the in the hunt of getting a couple more local plug builders in for uh, for next year. So we're always always trying to refresh the lineup, you know. All right, AJ, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, for checking in with us on the pod. and. We'll look forward to catching up with you probably the end of September, early October. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you then. Thanks. My thanks to AJ Coots of Red Top Sporting Goods for joining us on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. As mentioned at the top of this recording, if you like what you heard and you want to hear the podcast in its entirety, head on over to MyFishingCapeCod.com. It's there where you can use your username and login to access this week's podcast as well as all of our past and future podcast content. We're going to keep these podcasts coming weekly at the end of each week as we steam through the fall, and we'll also have special podcast content such as our surf casting reports with MFCC member Calvin Torin Sandlin and other surprises as we head toward the winter. If you're not yet a member of MyFishingCapeCod.com, I encourage you to head on over to the website and give a membership a try. So this is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off, and until we chat again next week, tight lines and take care.